Have you ever come home from a long day just to find out that that meat you needed for your recipe has totally slipped your mind the last time you went to the grocery store? Well, with the help of ButcherBox, you might never have to deal with that problem ever again. With ButcherBox, you get the convenience of having high-quality meat and seafood delivered straight to your door. Not to mention the peace of mind you get to feel knowing that it's 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free. All humanely raised with no antibiotics or added hormones. Let ButcherBox help make your life even easier. No grocery store required. In addition to free shipping on every order, you get to curate your box plans, have access to member-exclusive deals, get recipe ideas and inspiration, as well as helpful tips. You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com morningcup and use the code morningcup at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year. Plus, get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash morningcup and use the code morningcup. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder... The moniker of serial killer didn't always exist. But that doesn't mean that there weren't any throughout history, just that we didn't quite have a name for it yet. On April 25th, 1822, one of America's first recorded serial killers was executed for his crimes. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Samuel Green was born in a small village known as Meredith in New Hampshire, to a poor family in early America. Early on, Samuel acted out and was met with extreme repercussions. After skipping school a few times and lying about it, his parents assumed he was possessed by demons. Demons that had to be beaten out of the young boy with a whip. As a teenager, Samuel began an apprenticeship with a local blacksmith. While working one day, Samuel was caught stealing and was whipped by the blacksmith. When he returned home, he was beaten again by his parents and threw the family dog down the well as revenge. When the family discovered what he had done and how it contaminated the water, he was beaten all over again. He responded by stabbing the family pig and was whipped again. Realizing that he was more than they could handle, Samuel's parents sent the boy off to live in New Hampton with a man called Dunn. This seemed to help for a short while, but when Samuel started to slack off in school attendance again, this man beat him to try and set him straight. Samuel responded by stealing a heart from a local store for which he was flogged and fled back home, where his father beat him into unconsciousness before sending him back to Dunn. Dunn responded by flaying Samuel's back until a layer of skin fell off. Samuel, who had been beaten within an inch of his life since he was a young boy, was finally done. 
he began planning the demise of Dunn and set up a trap that would spring and send a large axe onto the top of the man's head as he entered his workshop. And if this failed, he had a pitchfork arranged as a backup. Unfortunately, both traps failed, just barely, and an injured Dunn was able to leave the workshop with his life and look for the young boy who he knew was responsible for his near death. For attempted murder, Samuel Green was tied to a barn door and whipped until his back was nothing but a bloody mess of flesh. Samuel retaliated by destroying a barrel of cider and stealing several bushels of Dunn's corn for which he was beaten by his master. Samuel then tried to burn down the man's barn, but was unsuccessful. This tit-for-tat retaliation and beatings continued to take place until finally, Dunn finally gave up and released the boy. Samuel, now on his own, began to work as a counterfeiter with another boy called Ash. They made forged banknotes locally for a time, and when people became suspicious of their newfound fortune, moved on to another town. While traveling, the boys passed a local schoolhouse where the students were playing outside. They decided to throw a large piece of wood under a sleigh loaded with children, abruptly stopping it and almost killing all of the kids inside. The schoolmaster beat both boys and sent them on their way. Furious, Samuel and Ash waited for the schoolmaster to be alone, knocked him unconscious with rocks, took all of his clothing, and left him naked in the cold. He was found just in time and barely escaped the incident with his life. The boys continued their journey to a new village and made their way to Burlington, Vermont. It was here that Samuel learned that a bounty would be paid for service in the military and enlisted in the army, but quickly realized the rigorous and highly structured lifestyle didn't suit him and shortly after enlisting, deserted his post. When he was caught, he was thrown into the guardhouse and flogged as punishment, before escaping and returning to his family, where he began living lavishly off his counterfeit bills. Which, when he started to run out of, he and Ash simply went back to making. At some point, a man whom Samuel was working for taught him how to cheat at cards, pick locks, and duplicate keys, which he put to good use when he went to Boston to work as a servant for a number of wealthy men. Soon, he and Ash changed up their business practice and went from counterfeiters to highway robbers. One night in Bath, New Hampshire, the two men came upon a jewelry salesman in a tavern who foolishly allowed them to to come look at his inventory. As he walked by, Samuel and Ash came from the bushes, knocked him from his mule, and began rummaging through his pockets for anything of value. Realizing they now had a witness to their crimes, Ash suggested killing the salesman to avoid yet another brutal beating. Samuel agreed and brought down a club onto the man's head until his skull was crushed in. And with that, a serial killer was born. From 1817 to 1822, Samuel Green, who many criminologists agree is America's first serial killer, continued his reign of terror across New England, robbing and murdering strangers whenever he saw fit. He was jailed several times for suspicion of murder, But because there was never enough evidence to convict him, Samuel was simply let go and placed back onto the streets. And on one occasion, fought his way through a group of policemen, shooting several of them before making his escape. This time he was found guilty and sentenced to hang, but his longtime friend and partner, Ash, simply broke him out of jail and the pair vanished into the mountains. After laying low for a bit, Samuel began burglarizing stores in Albany and New York City 
for traveling to Vermont where he robbed and killed a fellow traveler and left behind him a trail of theft, counterfeiting, rape, horse theft, and murder all over New England, earning him the title of first ever public enemy number one. Bounties were created and people from all over worked to find the monstrous man who traveled all across Vermont, New York, and Maine. Finally, in Danvers, Massachusetts, Samuel Green was captured for stealing $30 worth of goods from a store while completely drunk, which is how they were finally able to catch him. He was convicted and sentenced to serve just four years in jail for the incident and attempted to escape again, so was placed in special shackles with weighted clogs. Shortly after he was given his new hardware, he heard that a fellow inmate named Billy Williams had informed on him just moments before his foiled escape attempt. Vowing revenge, Samuel Green committed his final murder on November 8th, 1821, when he cornered Billy and beat him to death with an iron bar. Samuel Green would never see life outside of prison walls ever again. And on April 25th, 1822, the notorious criminal fell through the trap door with the noose around his neck. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on April 26th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.